Today's podcast is sponsored by Wonderful Pistachios, where delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts out there, and each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. It is no secret how much I love pistachios. I love pistachios. It is part of my identity, and honestly, there are so many fantastic flavors. My personal favorite is the wonderful pistachios no salt. It has a little blue emblem on it for the bag. So delicious. I know others love the roasted and salted, even lightly salted. There's a sweet chili that's good, a salt and pepper. There are so many options, and you can have them in the shell or no shell. Cracking each pistachio open one at a time? Yes, wonderful pistachios is the only exception I make for playing with my food. It is fun and protein all in one bite. Go ahead and visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more or pick up a bag at your local store. Let's get to cracking and let's get to snacking. Welcome to the Fun and Games Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Lupton, and let the games begin. What's up, you guys, and welcome to another episode of the Fun and Games podcast. As always, I am so happy to be here with you. Happy Wednesday, everybody. I hope everyone had a good little Thanksgiving weekend. And you know what? Darian got his green bean casserole. Don't you worry. Last week's episode, we were crying at that conversation. Love you guys so much. And Darian wants to personally thank you all for having his back on the green bean casserole. All right. I am so excited for all of the holidays coming up. It's going to be such an amazing time, and I have so many fun episodes coming up. This is just the beginning, just the start of the podcast, so hang in there, and you guys, it's only going to get better. For today's episode, I wanted to answer your questions. I get a lot of kind of the same questions that I feel like are so helpful to be able to answer in a broad sense. Now, I know everybody's at a different part in their journey, whether you're just starting out, whether you've been down this road before, pregnant, postpartum, like kind of wherever you are. I hope that this is helpful and you can get something from it. So let's go ahead and hop right in. I'm going to start by answering your training questions, and then I'm going to move into more nutrition and what I eat questions later on. And the very first question is, what is my workout split? So I'm going to answer that, but then I'm also going to just give you guys some advice in how to create your own workout split, your own routine. And that is something that I feel like everybody kind of questions, especially if you're starting out or you want to mix things up. Like what is a training split that you can follow and be able to work out by yourself? First things first, my training split, I work out five days a week and sometimes it's only four days, but I usually stick to five days a week. So my first day is a leg day and it is quad focused. So I'm doing exercises that really focus on my quads. That is the primary muscle group that I'm trying to focus. And these are exercises like back squats and front squats. I usually prioritize squats on this quad day versus what I do on the second leg day. You will hear in a little bit. Okay, and let's talk about targeting quads because this has definitely been something that I have been working on and it was such a focus for me. I'm like, I want to see quad definition. I want to build my muscles in that specific area. So having put that focus and attention specifically on quads and making sure I'm breaking it up so that I'm solely focusing on quads on one day and then more glutes and hamstrings on the other day, it has made such a big difference. And if you guys follow me on Instagram or YouTube, you have seen that. You have watched my journey with me. I am just so proud and happy. And 
Yes. Okay. Let's move on. Day two is back biceps and rear delts. I like to work back and biceps together and I I can get into other examples later on, but when you're doing back workouts, a lot of times you're also recruiting your biceps. So I like to do that together. That way at the end of my back workout, I can burn out my biceps and I just love that feeling. I also love to work rear delts on back day. I just feel like overall it just feels really great. So that's what I've chosen. Now on the third day, there's quite a lot that can vary. And I'll tell you why. This is usually my push day. So push, I'm working chest, triceps, and shoulders. And with this, I either will start with shoulders and exhaust the shoulders. Like when I'm really trying to get a new PR on shoulder press, I usually start with that just so I can use all of my energy for that exercise and hit a new PR. Now, I kind of do it every other, so if I'm doing shoulders one week, the next week I'm starting with chest, so I'm doing more chest press and basic and exercises like that, and then I'll end and burn out on shoulders, whereas the week before I start with shoulders and end with chest and triceps, and then the other week I'm starting with chest and triceps and then ending with shoulders, so I kind of flip-flop them like that, and some weeks I'm only doing chest and triceps, like sometimes I'm starting a chest day and it's just hit and right. And I'm like, I don't want to do any shoulder work right now where my shoulders are already really tired from benching and everything. So I will then put that on for Friday of that same week. That way I'm still targeting shoulders, but I'm having a good day in between to rest and recover. That way I can hit shoulders heavy on Friday again. And kind of with back day, with chest day, I love to do triceps to burn out on because of the same reason. When I'm working chest, I'm also working my triceps and shoulders. So I love like getting a good chest pump and then finishing out on triceps because my triceps have already been used and targeted in a lot of these exercises. And I just love to just burn it out. Then moving on to my fourth day, this is like my least favorite day, but everybody else's favorite day because I swear everybody loves a booty day. These are like the hardest workouts, period, okay? So definitely my least favorite day is glutes and hamstrings. Hams and yams, baby, all right? So this is my other leg day that is focused on glutes and hamstrings. So I'm usually doing deadlifts of some type and hip thrusts of some type. And I also do glute bridges on this day too, like Bulgarian split squats. I do really just brutal and not fun exercises this entire day. (laughs) Literally my least favorite day of the week, okay, you guys? And then day five is a variable because, again, like I said, if I didn't work shoulders, I will work shoulders here. If I did work shoulders, I can do a full body day. If I'm really feeling a hit circuit, I could do that. I could do sprints. Or I could just take this day as a mobility day and really focus on, man, I'm feeling really tight. Let me just do a really nice long warm-up, get sweaty, get my heart rate up, and then move into a lot of mobility drills, do some core work. You know, I can kind of have it be that day too. It really just kind of depends. Another question that I get all the time is how I create my workouts. Now that I have my workout split in place and I know what muscle groups I'm working on what days, I can then just fill that in with my like exercises that I know. I'm a certified personal trainer and I've been training for a while, so I kind of have a good idea of what to put into those days. So I just am like, okay, quad focused. These are kind of the bank of exercises that really work your quads. Oh, back and biceps. This is a whole bunch of exercises that work your back. What do I want to target? And I just kind of pick a few 
you. And this is all just like happening in my brain. I don't have this like written down anywhere, but it is sometimes nice to like reference my guides or, you know, previous things I've written or my previous workouts to be like, oh, I forgot about that exercise and throw it in. So honestly, I just have like this bank of exercises that I know what targets each muscle group and I just add that into the day. So that's how I create my workouts. And now I'm going to talk to you guys about how to create one for yourself. A huge thing about feeling confident in the gym is being prepared before you go, especially even now. I was going to say especially when you're new, but even now, like going to the gym, knowing exactly what I'm going to do makes me feel so much more calm and ready to go mentally. A lot of times I will like kind of write my workout on the treadmill, but even before that, like if I just have in my mind of what I'm going to do, my workouts are always so much better and my confidence is better because I don't feel like, oh no, like what do I do now? I didn't have this planned out well. I feel like I'm wandering around the gym. So I got you. Let's do some planning. Let's do some prepping. And you need to start with pick the number of days you want to work out. Okay, make this realistic, all right, you guys? You can't just n go from no days to six days. I'm just being honest. Like, you can. Dude, you can do whatever you want. But realistically, for me, what I have learned in this journey is that I need to make realistic expectations of myself. Not that we can't dream of getting somewhere someday because, yeah, maybe you're starting off at two to three days a week, but your goal is to get to six. That doesn't mean you have to jump in at 100% and go all the way to six. Like jump in where you are now. And that's something that you can build to. Not saying that you can't get there. I'm saying right now, we need to start with baby steps. Pick a number of days that you can go to the gym. All right. So once you have the number of days that you are going to work out, you then want to just make sure that you're training for your goals. So this is where it's kind of personal, you know? Are you trying to do a triathlon? Are you running like Tough Mudders and Spartan races? Are you just training for life? Are you just working out because you really enjoy it? Like whatever your goal is, whatever your why is, just you wanna train and align with that and have that type of exercise in your routine. Okay, I love weightlifting. It just makes me happy. I love being able to push myself to new goals. I that is predominantly what I train, although I do like to do yoga every once in a while and other forms of exercise. For the most part, I love to weight train. I love to push heavy and I love to tell you girls to push heavy too. So step three then is you can pick, do you want to do like a push-pull split? Are you more into full body days or do you want to do opposing muscle groups? So maybe you're a little bit confused on what I just said. Push and pull split, that's dividing up your upper body days between push is chest, triceps, and shoulders. So all of your push muscles, all right? When you're working one, kind of like I talked about before, you're working all of them. So like when you're doing a bench press, you're working your chest, your shoulders, and your triceps. So yes, that does mean that women need to bench, all right? <laughs> Let's go. It is a compound exercise. Pull is then the opposite, okay? It's more of the back and biceps, and you can even include rear delts on that if you would like. That's what I like to do. You don't have to do that. Another option is full body. You can do full body days of breaking it up however you want to. If you're doing two or three days a week, that's something nice where you know you're getting a little bit of everything every single day. Or if you're like working out at home and you like circuit-based workouts, those are a lot more full body versus just strength training of like I'm targeting these specific muscle groups each day. And that also allows for a little bit more flexibility. Another option is to arrange your workout so that you're training opposing muscles. 
And this is exactly what it sounds like. So opposing muscles are those opposite muscles in our bodies. And an examples of that can be biceps and triceps, right? So that's on either side of our upper arm. We've got quads and hamstrings. Those are on either side of our legs. And you've got your delts with your upper back. And then like your pecs and your back, right? So like your chest and your back, those are kind of opposite. So a lot of people like to pair those opposites together. And honestly, when it comes to exercise, it's important to develop well-rounded and balanced strength in both groups to be able to progress with your fitness. And it helps you remain injury-free. So again, you can't just like skip one muscle group. I know a lot of women like to skip chest because they're like, I don't need to work chest. But you really do. In order to balance and in order to get stronger overall, as you're working every single muscle group, your results and strength are going to just skyrocket. Like seriously, girls who don't train bench and then start training bench, you will see massive results because you are working so many more muscles than you realize when you're doing just a simple bench press. It is a major compound movement, so definitely don't neglect that. And of those three, you know, you can pick push-pull, you can do full body days, or you can do opposing muscle groups. There's nothing wrong with any of them. Pick what you want to. There's just a bunch of options for you. And I would just want you to know that there's more than just the training split that I use. This is a split that I've used for so long. And I feel like I'm in just like the depths of it. Like, I don't even know if I could change it at this point. I mean, of course I could, but I'm like, oh, that'd be so weird to do something different because I've been doing the same thing for so long. That's where the change in exercises come in. That's where the progressive overload and time under tension in those tools that I talk about in my my, you know, fitness tips episode, those are going to come to play. And that's how you continue to see results and progress in this journey is by changing that up and applying that progressive overload, etc. So that was a lot for one question. I hope that you're able to kind of like dig in on that. We're going to move into the second question, which is about rest days. This person said, I feel guilty taking rest days. Please help. And another person said that they get really bored on their rest days. What do I do? So I want to just first off start by saying rest days are so important and crucial to results, to progress, to your body, to your mental health, to your physical health. Like rest days are not a bad thing. You don't need to feel like you are missing out. You know, sometimes we do miss the gym. All right. Like we do. We miss the gym. And sometimes there's like a new outfit that we can't wait to wear and we're just like ready to go. But rest days for the most part are absolutely fantastic for us. And you can have an active rest day or you can just do absolutely nothing on your rest day if you want. It is always kind of different for me. I feel like some of my rest days are very much active because I am a mom to a two-year-old who is constantly running. So my rest days still involve me getting up, taking him to the park, running. You know, in the summer, we would go swimming and do those kind of things. I love my rest days because I can get so much more done than the time I would usually spend at the gym. So rest days are not a bad thing and your body needs that recovery time. Some ideas if you're bored on your rest days, you can foam roll, you can go for walks, do some mobility routines, do some mobility drills, work on your flexibility, do some yoga, do some light exercise where, you know, you're not really pumping it too much, but you know, you're feeling good about yourself. You can go on a hike, do bike rides with the family, whatever you want to do. Rest days, just again, you do not need to feel guilty about taking a rest day and you need to make sure that you are taking a rest day because your body needs it. I want to say I just took an entire week off from training. 
an entire week, okay? I was gone from Wednesday and my first workout was, no, I was gone on Tuesday. My first workout was Monday. And you know what? I'm back at the gym. I'm doing my thing. And it's like that week, I I didn't even miss it. I didn't even miss not training. Yes, I love the gym, but Sometimes other things are taking priority like family time where I didn't really get to spend the holidays with my family because of COVID last year. So now it's like so happy to see them. I'm going to take that time and not stress about my training where I love it, but you know, it it's okay. I In case somebody hasn't told you, it is okay to take some time off. Your body does need it and schedule those rest days in your week. The next question is, this person struggles with flexibility and balance and it limits their lifts. What advice do I give? Go ahead and take five minutes before your workout and work on mobility drills. And then five minutes after your workout, work on flexibility. Your body is already warm. This is the time to static stretch and it's gonna feel so good. Your body's gonna love you for it. It's gonna feel so good to release all that tension stretching after your workout. Five minutes before, five minutes after, that is already going to help you out. And then one day a week, take a 20-minute warm-up and really focus on mobility that day. You've got to put the time in. And I love, love that you said that this is limiting your lifts because that's 100% true. If you're not hitting depth in your squats, you're not getting the most out of it. I'm with you though. I took a week off because of Thanksgiving and everything. I am feeling so tight. I definitely am going to have to go right back into a lot of mobility drills, my ankles, my knees, my hips, everything. I would love to do a YouTube video on this specifically. So stay tuned for that on my YouTube channel. Another question I got is advice about workout splits. Does it matter the days or the orders? No, it does not. For example, you don't want to work two leg days next to each other. You don't want to do quads Monday and then on Tuesday you're doing hamstrings, okay? You need to give your legs a break. That's a good idea to keep in mind, but it doesn't matter if you do glutes on Monday and then shoulders on Tuesday, back on Wednesday, and it doesn't matter which day of the week that's on. You just want to make sure you're not working legs back to back, etc. I was asked if I do deload weeks, which yes, I 100% do deload weeks. And somebody also asked, should I drop weight next week if I'm extremely sore following a workout? Let me just say that listening to your body is going to be the biggest like cursor of this. So yes, if you are sore and you need to drop weight, do it. It is okay. It is great to drop weight and get a pump. I do that all the time. I'm like, oh, I don't feel like hitting a PR. My body's pretty sore. I will drop the weight I'm using and go over 10, 12, you know, 15 reps. Get a solid pump. It's a great workout still. A lot of times your body naturally will need to take a lighter day anyway. So like it's harder for you to put up heavy weight maybe two days in a row because you're just exhausted and fatigued and your body's like, all right, we need to like ramp it down a little bit, Brit. We're struggling a little bit over here. So I'll go ahead and just kind of chill a little bit after a huge PR day. Sometimes I can do two to three days crushing it back to back. It just depends. But know that If it's a day where if you're trying to hit a heavy weight and you just can't, that's okay. Accept it and move on and try it again next time. There are so many times where I'm like, I should definitely be able to get this weight. And for whatever reason, I can't. And it gets really frustrating. I was just talking to a friend about this. It is so frustrating when you're like, I was able to do this last week and I can't do it now. Like what's wrong with me? And you get so frustrated and irritated and in your head, but just take a step back. And if you need to take a little bit of rest and Come back in it strong next time. 
Sometimes it's just not it. Sometimes there's this training session where everything just feels so heavy and you're like, why can't I do this? Why is this so difficult? And other times you go into a workout and everything is lightweight and you're able to increase your weight across the board for every exercise. Just know that that's normal and it's okay. And know that this is part of the journey. There are going to be a lot of days where it's like both of those. There's going to be a lot of good days where you're like, everything feels light. Let's freaking go new PRs. And we're just smashing it. And then on the flip side, there's going to be days where you're like, what? I was able to hit this last week. Why can't I get it now? And it's just a variable. It happens sometimes. And that's okay. I also want to say that with consistency and with this holiday time, like, Taking an entire week off and not being consistent, I feel like for a little bit because of traveling and everything, for me personally, I know in my head, okay, I'm going to have a little bit harder time in my next training sessions because I took some time off, which is okay. I am not guilting myself. I am so happy I took that time off, but sometimes our training lacks a little bit and that's okay because we have the rest of our lives to keep training. Today, I'm welcoming a new podcast sponsor, Shrank Grills. If you haven't heard about these yet, today is the day. Darian and I cannot wait to move to Florida and start our hosting era, and this is the perfect way to do it. These grills heat up to over 1,500 degrees in less than five minutes, and it uses the exact same infrared technology as the world's best steakhouses. So things are going to cook really fast. Your steaks can be ready in as little as three minutes, and salmon as well. Big salmon girly over here. We're trying to get all of our protein gains, and this delivers on flavor because everything is juicier on a grill. They also have a dip tray at the bottom. This is probably my favorite feature of these grills. You can let all the steak juices just drip to the bottom of the drip tray and then it's going to create these brown bits and you can add butter, spices, oils into that dip tray also and then pour all the juices back onto the steak and this makes such a big difference in flavor. This This grill isn't just for steak, though. You can also cook chicken wings, hamburgers, seafood, even pizza with their pizza stone accessories. So if you've been on the fence for your summer grilling, look no further and get your Shrink Grill today. That's spelled S-C-H-W-A-N-K, Shrink Grills. You can use code FUNANDGAINS to get $150 off a Shrink Grill. Skincare from the sea. You got that right. I'm introducing you to the brand Osea. If you have not heard of them yet, this company is called OSEA. It stands for Ocean, Sun, Earth, and Atmosphere, and it is an amazing skincare and body care company. This company is vegan and cruelty-free. They're climate neutral certified and ocean positive. It is a clean beauty company. It checks all of the boxes. I love these products so much. I actually gave some away to some of you for the local event so that you could try them as well. Some of the favorite ones that I use are the body oil and lotion. And then I also love the hyaluronic serum and the ID puff serum. And every time I use them, I feel so luxurious. They also have a few gift sets that are going on for Mother's Day, which is really fun. They have a glow and go facial set and then a golden glow body set. I'm definitely going to get my mom one of these. I just don't know which yet. So go ahead and treat yourself or your mom to the everyday spa experience that you deserve. Deserve. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code FUNGAINS at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head over to OseaMalibu.com and use code FUNGAINS for 10% off. I was asked, do I weigh myself? Absolutely not. I don't own a scale. I really don't care to weigh myself. It's just not where my happiness lies at all. Like 
a scale is going to tell me nothing. I really just don't care. And you know what? If you are having a hard time with the scale, throw it out. If you don't want to throw it out, that's fine. I will say that there are a few other ways to record progress that are better than a scale. I will definitely say that includes progress photos and progress videos, okay? Videos help you fix your form and see where you're at. And seriously, I've seen so much growth from my form alone and taking those videos. I'm like, dang, like I really have come a long way because man, it's it's something that working on your mechanics, everybody's mechanics can always improve, you know? So that's really cool to see that. And then also progress photos, because a lot of times we're in the same body. It's hard for us to see the change that we're having. But when we look back on those photos from three to six months ago, we're like, wow, I'm in a different place. Or maybe not even physically, but mentally and emotionally, we're in a different state. We're in a different state of mind. We're happier. Maybe our clothes are fitting looser. There's a lot of ways to measure progress than just the scale. Not saying the scale is inherently bad, but you know, don't just put your value with whatever number is on that scale. The last question I'm going to touch on before moving into more nutrition type questions is how to increase my weight in squats. This is a great question and it is something that I'm even working on. I've taken a couple weeks off and haven't been on my squat game as much and I feel like I've definitely taken some step backs. So I have been writing down what I need to do in order to get my squat back up. So this is perfect. I'm with you, just so you know. I am with you. We definitely wanna make sure that our form is nailed before we really start putting on some heavy weight, okay? And sometimes all it takes is one day where you just feel it. I swear some days the stars just align. Like on days where you hit a PR, sometimes it's like this is the day and it just happens. Like everything feels light. Your body is warm. You just are in a groove and sometimes you don't hit that groove and so you're trying to force it and that's fine. But some days are just completely magical and you're in a groove. Go on that day. If you're feeling it, go do it, hit it and get it. But some things that you can do to help increase your weight in squats, I would say it's pause squats. These are brutal, but they are so crucial to helping your squat game because it's time under tension, baby. So I use the same way I usually use like 135 or 155. So that's like a pretty easy 10 rep for me. Right now, 155 is hard because I've taken a lot of time off, but that's normally a good 10 rep range. So I will do that for five. And these are pause squats. So it's slow and controlled all the way down. I hold for one. I hold for two, hold for three, and then come back up. And I do five reps of those. So it is a lot of tension on your legs and holding that weight for a while, coming out of the pocket under that like pressure and having held that squat with that weight, that is great to help you increase your weight. So do that, throw that in a couple of times. And of course, you can just slowly increase the weight that's on the bar. So increase by five pounds, increase by 10 pounds. And something that I've really been working on is I know I can hit 155 for 10. Sometimes I'm too lazy and I'll only go for like six or eight. And another thing is doing pyramids. So this is a way that I love to use. You're going to be increasing your weight and you'll be decreasing your reps when you're doing this. So I usually will start with like a set of 10 and then I will increase by five to 10 pounds 
And usually, naturally, my reps will drop to six to eight, depending how much weight I put on. And as I consistently am pushing that load for those six to eight reps, eventually, those six to eight reps at that new weight with five, 10, 20 pounds more on it will eventually become my new 10 rep. So then my new working weight is, you know, 155 instead of 135. And that's my new 10 rep weight. Now I'm starting at 155 instead of 135. And then I add on a new five to 10 pounds and I work on that for those six to eight reps. And then also with those pyramids, you can continue to add weight. So you can just do, you know, one set of 10 and then hit that six to eight rep range, or you can keep adding weight and see how much you can get. Maybe you can add on an extra 50 pounds and you're hitting four reps. You know, you've got to just play on that, slowly increase your weight, make sure your form is good have that be solid. You can use a spotter. They really help motivate, push you, get some good songs on, fuel your body, get in a good mindset. And if it's just one of those days where the stars is aligned, like it's time to hit a new PR, let's go. Push yourself. Make sure you're hitting freaking depth and let's go. All right. Tag me. Tag me, girl. I'll hype you up. Let's freaking go. I expect a new PR in the beginning of the year. I will be calling you on the cell phone personally. Hello, missus. How's that PR going? Like, let's freaking go. All right, you can do it. No excuses. Get out of your head. Let's go. And with that being said, it is now time to move into the nutrition portion of the podcast. And the first question is, what is your favorite easy pre-gym meal? And if you follow me on Instagram, you pretty much know, I pretty much always have oatmeal. I love having oatmeal before my workouts. And someone else also asked, what is my oatmeal recipe step by step? So I'll break down my oatmeal. First of all, I'll pour some oatmeal in a bowl and then I'll pour in some almond milk to cook it in and I microwave it for like a minute and a half and it's all fluffy and yummy and you know what? I wish I knew ratios but I just like eyeball it and sometimes it's a little bit drier so I need to add some more milk in. You know, oatmeal has a mind of its own sometimes especially if you do not measure which I do not do. So, you know, I do it to myself but it is what it is. Anyways, there's my oatmeal. And then I will cut up about half a banana and I slice it in circles on the side and I line my bowl with the oatmeal. Then I will drizzle peanut butter and I use the natural peanut butter. I think it's Crazy Richards. Basically any peanut butter that is just peanuts. Okay, on the ingredient list, it says peanuts. There's no sugar, there's no additives, just peanuts. And it's usually really liquidy since it is natural. Like the other peanut butters that are thicker, they're thicker because they have additives and stuff, which is fine. Like if you want to eat that peanut butter, go for it. I love the natural stuff. So I pour that over my oatmeal and then I will drizzle honey and top it with chia seeds. That's it. And it's so good. I love it. Sometimes I'll add in some raspberries and some blueberries if I want extra fruit, but for the most part, it's just a banana. And that is my oatmeal. The next question is how to stay consistent or patient with eating right. Sometimes I just want something quick and easy. Let me just say how relatable this is, okay? I 100% agree. I want something that is quick and easy and it is really hard to be consistent and patient when you are really rushed, you don't have time to like meal plan or prep or even like think about what you wanna eat. It's like time to eat and I have nothing prepared and I'm like, what do I do? I feel you on this and it is really hard because I try at the beginning of my week to write kind of like a very loose meal plan. I will basically just write down everything that I want to eat and then make sure I shop for that at the grocery store. 
that way, when it comes to my lunches and my snacks and my dinners and breakfast, I have a general idea of, okay, I remember these are the ideas of meals I want to eat. Let me try and grab that from the fridge. So that is really helpful just to take five to 10 minutes of planning that and making sure your shopping aligns with that. So for example, somebody else asked, what is your favorite like high protein snack? And I would say, okay, so for this week, I kind of have two that I like to wiggle in between and that would be tuna with cucumber. I like to do a snack plate or cottage cheese with vegetables. Those are all pretty high in protein. And if you're looking for a sweet tooth, I have this recipe where I mix Greek yogurt with peanut butter and then I dip apples in it. So that is high protein, high fat, helps keep you full. And then you're also eating an apple, which is great in you know, vitamins, minerals, and great in fiber. So that is another really great snack idea. Cottage cheese, high in protein, and you're having that with vegetables. That's another solid one. You can even have that with like a side of pretzels if you want, if you're somebody like me and you like your carbies. And tuna with cucumber is an amazing snack. I add mayo. I don't mind adding mayo at all. I'm like, let's have some healthy fats. Let's go. People might say not, but whatever. Like, I don't care. I add mayo in my tuna and I love it. That's an amazing snack. And if you're somebody who likes Greek yogurt, that is always a really good snack. So back to the initial question, how do you stay consistent and patient? I would say just try to take five to 10 minutes and plan. Sunday is like Darian and I's rest day. So it's really nice for us to just kind of like sit back and be like, okay, let's plan everything now because that's like a down day. We always have free time on that day. And I try to just go into the week prepped and that has really helped me be able to stay consistent. And I just wanna say again, I'm always looking at this as the big picture. There are lots of days where I do not nail it and I'm eating like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, which is fine, but that's literally what I'm eating for lunch some days because I just don't have the time or I didn't plan well. It happens and just over the course of everything, like looking at our lives and the bigger picture, it's going to be okay to have some of those days where we're not 100% on it. Like that is so normal and okay. And one of the questions I got is, what are your top three go-to meals to make? So I'll go ahead and share some of my favorite recipes and hopefully this is helpful. So one of the first ones I love to make is bruschetta chicken. And this is just a chicken breast and I cut up tomatoes. I prefer cherry tomatoes. I just feel like those are so good. And when they blister in the oven, they the taste is just amazing. So I will do garlic, salt, pepper, some Italian seasonings on the chicken, and then I will top it with chopped up cherry tomatoes, and then I will drizzle balsamic vinegar over it and bake it. That is so simple. It is so easy. And I will serve that with like pasta, or I'll serve it with rice, mashed potatoes, and then a veggie, whatever veggie I want, asparagus, Brussels sprouts, squash, zucchini, broccoli, the list goes on and on. And I also top that bruschetta with fresh basil. You can also serve that with bruschetta toast, which is also great. Like if you have leftover tomatoes, just toast some bread, put that same tomato mixture on and drizzle it with balsamic and basil. It is so good. I love bruschetta chicken. It is it is delicious. Another favorite meal that is go-to and it is super easy is teriyaki meatballs. Now I have gotten even lazier and I don't even make these meatballs anymore. A lot of times I will just ground up turkey and pour teriyaki sauce on it and just kind of have it be like 
literally teriyaki flavored ground turkey and I'll eat that with rice and a veggie. But I do love to make them into meatballs and bake those in the oven, but it's pretty much the same. So I just kind of skip that step of making them into meatballs and just ground and just browning it over the stove and adding teriyaki sauce. It tastes so good. You have to use the very teriyaki. It's like it comes in this blue bottle and it has a ton of sesame seeds. You can get it at like Trader Joe's, I think Target, Walmart, I think Kroger. I think the main grocery stores have it. It is so good. It is the best teriyaki sauce. I love that meal. It is so easy to just make that and then get some rice on and get a veggie on. Simple, easy, and so good. And you can serve that with avocado too if you want to add some fat into that. Delicious meal. I love it. Another go-to is like salmon. I'll just make lemon pepper salmon again with rice, mashed potatoes, or a veggie. Like the sides are easy. It's just like the protein that I usually focus on. So I will seriously just take a filet of salmon and use lemon pepper seasoning. You can even squeeze fresh lemon on it. You can add butter if you want, but you just bake that in the oven and then have your sides with it. Another one is pork tenderloin. I love a good pork tenderloin and you can just buy that in any grocery store. And then again, pick your sides if you want rice, potatoes, and then whatever vegetable you want. And a little Brittany pro tip is you can always make a little bit extra for leftovers the next day. And then that can be your lunch. I'm going to answer a couple more questions about motivation, staying on track, and kind of going into that a little bit more. So somebody asked, how do you stay motivated to keep going in the gym? I can never stick with it when I get busy. So first of all, it sounds so lame, but you have to have a why. There has to be a reason behind everything we do, right? Like, The only reason I get up at 5 a.m. is because I know if I don't wake up at 5 a.m., I'm not going to get my work done for the day. Same for the gym. If I don't go to the gym, I know that I'm going to fall into the routine of not going to the gym, and that is not going to be as good for my health physically or mentally. The gym helps my mental and my physical health, and I know down the road that I'm going to be so much better off with having some type of exercise routine, even if that was swimming or yoga, walking, hiking, whatever it is, I've just found love in lifting weights. So for me, that is my like joy and my favorite way to exercise. But having that routine in my life, I know is going to help give me a longer, happier and healthier life. So finding your why of why you want to do this in the first place, even if it's for weight management or to help you look a certain way, have a why for why you are doing it. And that's what you've got to stick to at the end of the day for anything we want to do in life. We have to have a reasoning for why or else we're not going to do it. So find that why Remind yourself of it on those hard times and know that nobody stays motivated 24-7. Nobody does. Absolutely nobody does. It comes down to discipline and habits. And that is why it is so important to create a routine so that you can create habits from that routine and it becomes part of your life. So even when you get busy, you've got to have that as a priority and go back to that why and remind yourself that, okay, yeah, this is really important. Another question I was asked was if I am a certified personal trainer, which I am. I did the course through ACE online. So they just send you a bunch of 
study materials and then you study for the exam and then you take it and you are certified. There are continued educations that you continuously do so that you can continue to learn and be educated in the space. So I've gotten my postpartum certification, my prenatal certification, I've done sports nutrition, and I've done a bunch of other courses to just help better myself so I can help better you. And just the more knowledge that I have, I can hopefully pass on to you and be one of the people that are not spreading BS in the fitness space and industry. The next question is, what do you do to manage stress that is out of your control? This is a really good question and something I want to talk about a little bit with mental health is stressful situations, which I feel like I am somebody who can kind of get stressed out a little bit easily. One of the best things I have done is I have a folder on my phone or even plenty of notebooks that I can hand write. I will just write down a list of everything that is stressing me out, everything that's on my mind, and just the act of writing it down and seeing it, I then realize, oh, okay, I can do this. I can handle this. There are certain things that I can handle now. And then there are certain things that are out of my control that I'm like, I'm ready to let this go. After having written it down, seeing it, I'm like, I can face this. I'm okay. That is probably my biggest advice when it comes to getting stressed. That is literally my ride or die method of when I am just overwhelmed and stressed out and there are things out of my control, I write it down so that I can then let it go. So I hope that that helps you too. I don't know. Let me know, you guys. What is your way of handling stress? Is that something that you also do or we'd love to hear it? Comment on the podcast Instagram because maybe somebody else needs some help with that. All right, you guys, so that is going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. I hope you found this helpful. I just want to be able to reach out to you personally and be able to answer your questions. That is why I started this in the first place, so that I can help you and inspire you and just do whatever I can to help this world be a better place and all of us to be able to find this happy and healthy lifestyle that we want to live. So I hope this was helpful. Let me know. If I answered one of your questions and if you have more questions and liked this episode, I am so happy to do more like these. I just can't tell if it is boring to listen to me for an hour. You know what I mean? So you just let me know whatever you want on the podcast. I've got you. I've got some fun guests coming up. And as always, any episode requests, I am happy to do those for you. That is why this podcast exists in the first place. It is 100% for you. You let me know what you want to hear and I got you covered. With that being said, I will see you all in the next episode for some more fun and games. You are listening to the Fun and Games podcast with your host, Brittany Lupton. Thanks for listening to another episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and we'll see you all next time for some more fun and games. Bye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.